Well, this morning I have uh, Tara Barr, who was the corresponding author of an Editor's Choice article uh, that was published in the October 2014 issue of JNIS. And um, the article that Tara published was entitled Admission Neutrophil Lymphocyte Ratio Predicts 90-Day Outcome After Endovascular Stroke Therapy. Um, Tara, thank you very much for agreeing to, to talk to me this morning. I just had a few questions about your article, and, and congratulations, by the way. It was a, I thought it was a fantastic um, piece of work. Can you just tell me a little bit about the design of the study and maybe summarize the results for me? Sure. Really, the the goal of the study, we came together as a group here, and some of our clinicians were saying that they were having issues with really understanding what are all of the predictors that come into play when we're considering endovascular therapies for, for patients. So, you know, we do a really good job of that clinically, but then understanding the functional mechanisms are, um, we're not quite there yet. So there's a lot of literature out there about the neutral lymphocyte ratio and other disease processes and its ability to predict outcome, predict response to therapy. So the goal was to then take that and, and understand whether or not we can use that in stroke. So it was a retrospective study, and essentially we looked at all of the patients that had been treated from about the years of 2008 to 2011 in our neurointerventional radiology suite. And of those cases, we excluded the stroke patients who had strokes from secondary complications like aneurysm um, or other cerebrovascular physiology. So these were just our definite ischemic stroke patients. And then we looked at the white cell differential, so just the neutrophil lymphocyte ratio on admission and other clinical covariates like the baseline stroke severity, the NIH stroke scale score, age, and whether or not they received uh, TPA to identify a predictive model of recovery. And, And actually what we found was that the baseline NLR was just as good as a predictor, if not better, than age and stroke severity in predicting death and recovery from stroke. So that tells us that in addition to, you know, the historic things that we think of like age and stroke severity, monitoring the immune function following stroke may actually help identify um, a a, a different approach for patients or even stratify treatment in the early phase of acute stroke therapies. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, I thought it was interesting that um, that the NLR predicted poor outcome for patients uh, less than 80 years old, but wasn't really predictive of patients greater than 80 years old. Do you have a theory about why that was so? Yeah, you know, that's something that we talked about a lot in the group, and then we went to the literature to try to figure out, you know, is there something out there that could explain this? And it's possible that with, um, especially in elderly populations, immune senescence is a known phenomenon. And so essentially once you reach a certain point, and we typically use age as a surrogate for that, um, but once you reach a certain point, your immune system uh, just functions a little bit differently than it did when you were younger. And so there isn't really that reserve available. So I think what we see, and we have to confirm this in future prospective studies, but I think what we see is a point of inflection where, you know, the NLR is essentially a good predictor of the immune balance in a certain subset of patients. And it may not necessarily be age. It could be something else like cardiovascular burden and or just the comorbid status of the patient. But 
but I think age is a surrogate that we're all more comfortable with. And then once you reach that point, the immune system function is, is just different. And so it's possible that that's what we're seeing with that difference, um, but we have, to, we have to confirm that in future studies. Okay. You know, so one of the things we're struggling with uh, as a field as far as the endovascular treatment of stroke is one is just to select patients who may do well if you recanalize them. And so it seems like uh, the NLR is a good way to, uh, or is a possible good way to weed out patients that you might not want to treat because, uh, you know, their outcome would be poor whether you recanalize them or not. The vice versa of that is is a little bit harder to predict. So, you know, to predict the patient's that would have done well despite receiving no, no treatment. Do you see the NLR as a possible marker for that? So the idea of low NLR also predicting a good outcome, if you will. So figuring out what what of the NLR is a good outcome. Um, I think there's the possibility, but I'm not really sure that it's going to be low NLR predicting good outcome. I think what we tend to see is And you're thinking about um, how to stratify treatment, essentially. So are there predictors of treatment efficacy that we haven't identified as of yet? And those typical predictors are things like age and stroke severity, right? But they they don't account for everything. I think it's interesting to consider whether or not the immune health of the patient at the time of treatment is a good way to stratify treatment because We've all known and seen those patients who, like you said, we don't treat and they actually recanalize on their own and they end up doing well. And then there are the patients that we do treat and we end up making their stroke worse. Maybe they bleed or something along those lines and they do worse even with the treatment. So, you know, the question really lies at the heart of what we are trying to figure out here in in a lot of our studies. Functionally, what are those mechanisms that are accounting for the internal processes that are happening after stroke that then aid in a good recovery. And we typically tend to study the patients that have bad recovery. We don't really study those patients who have positive recoveries after stroke. So I think in order to really answer the question you ask, it's a targeted study around the patients who have maybe large infarct but have good recovery. You know, what were those predictors of good recovery instead of the predictors, predictors of bad recovery? Right, right. The NLR assay for this study was sort of a, a one-shot deal. I mean, is, is there a role for surely monitoring uh, that during a patient's hospitalization? I mean, do you think that that would um, provide any more sort of prognostic information for the patient? Absolutely. Um, I think when we think about the primary complication after stroke being infection, and if infection is the result of immune suppression or immune dysregulation, poor immune health after stroke, then the NLR can be a biomarker essentially of risk for infection. So not only can it be used to maybe triage therapeutics to the patients who are going to benefit, but then it can also be used serially, like you're suggesting, to then identify risk for infection. Okay. Um, It seems to me that it may be useful just out in the field. I mean, do you see a role for it um, maybe in the ambulance to sort of make a decision about um, uh, whether or not to to give IV TPA in the field or, or at another emergency room or something like that? I think it's possible. I think it's I think it's going to depend on 
really teasing out the mechanism. So what is it about the NLR that's causing these patients to either not be able to respond to the stroke or their treatment and vice versa? So I think if we can identify a functional mechanism behind what's happening with the NLR and stroke, then we can justify its use as a biomarker to triage the therapeutics. Um, and you mentioned that the NLR has been studied with other diseases. Do you think it may have a role in other cerebral vascular diseases, for example, um, vasospasm after subarachnoid hemorrhage? Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not sure of any published reports. Um, it's possible that there are some things out there, but I absolutely think the idea could help in stratifying and predicting outcomes in subarachnoid hemorrhage and even uh, hemorrhagic stroke. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of op- opportunity to, to make these relationships with our neurological disorders. Sounds like a good uh, opportunity for another Editor's Choice um, article uh, by you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> you know, the other, the other thing to consider, too, is even with um, traumatic brain injury. I mean, we think about most of these disorders, of course, they have very different physiological causes, right? But the response to them is very similar in many cases. So it would be interesting to look at the NLR and other neurological disorders like traumatic brain injury or concussion even and see if it can even be used to predict recovery and outcome patterns in those populations as well. Sounds like uh, multiple possible uh, editor's choice article opportunities for you. That's great. (laughs) So has your study changed practice at, at your institution at all? Are you utilizing the NLR as uh, sort of a, a selective mechanism yet, or are there still some things you need to sort out about it? We're still collecting the data. So this was a retrospective study, so it, it does have its limitations. But given, given what we have identified in the study and what's out there in the literature to support it, we're in the process of prospectively analyzing NLR and some other potential functional mechanisms of NLR. And then the decision will be made here. I mean, we've already talked about how could we use it in clinical practice. When would we use it? Those kinds of things are are absolutely in discussion. And depending on the results of some of the the projects we have now going on at the bench, I would expect in the next year or two we will make a decision clinically as to whether or not we use it as as an actual biomarker to triage. And it looks really promising. Oh, great, great. Well, thank you very much, and and uh, congratulations on your work, and, and I, I look forward to seeing um, more work. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We appreciate it. Thank you. 